step in there. Oh, step in what? In the bathroom? Okay, it's no problem. As long as we're in proximity of each other. But uh, yeah, this is another episode of the Mental Threats Podcast. I'm here with a longtime friend. Like, really, we go back to community college. This is my friend, uh, Stephen Nas. You want to say something? What up, y'all? How's it going? Good to be here. Good to see my boy T. It's been it's been quite some time since we've seen each other, but it's good to have him over and catch up on some life, man. He's got some pretty interesting topics he wants to talk about, so let's get into it. Yeah, most definitely, man. And like you know, like I've learned a whole lot of things about uh, Nas in the back. I refer to him as Nas and everything. I don't go by his first name a whole lot, but anyway, uh, Nas, not to be confused with the rapper. Uh, mm. In the 90s, or the little Nas X, but uh, uh, Nas, I do from CPCC and everything that was back. What, 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 what was that like? What, 2016? 2016, yeah, man. 2016 is a brief, brief time. I was there for like a, I was there at a, the same campus that you were at for about like a semester and then I disappeared. <laughs> no, yeah. same, dude. Like, I was there like for the, like, I was there for like two semesters and then it's just shit was fucked up because it was like uptown Charlotte and you know how people can be uptown oh, Charlotte. man, yeah. It was, it was interesting, man. Just, I don't know, bro. Like, it was kind of funny because just like the, the group of people that we hung out with were, I don't know, they weren't, they weren't good for us, bro. It's, it's just interesting to look back at that time of our lives and kind of see where we are now. You yeah, know, it's just like a lot of them. I feel like they might have been mentally ill, low key. Like I feel like we're all got depression and anxiety, but something about a lot of these people are just, just I don't even know, man. And it's just, it sucks if you're kind of like an empathetic person, like naturally, but it's just like, and then you get caught up with a bunch of like bullshit ass people. But I mean, it's a yeah. teaching experience. Like some people don't go through uh, a whole lot of stuff, and then they just kind of be shitty people throughout their whole lives. Um, and yeah. then it's just like you know, for us and you know, so we probably went through some things. I mean, you're you pretty lived a pretty okay life. I mean, I, I saw your house like growing up around that time. Yeah, you were living in a mansion, weren't you? Nah, not like a mansion, but I was living in a pretty pretty nice house, man. But uh, it was pretty interesting with that situation because, you know, we went from you know saving fucking box tops, you know, and stacking every little fucking chip, every little penny dollar nickel we had to get where we were man and uh the the growth with my family and where i'm from it was really interesting to watch because you know i remember the days where we struggled a lot and then i also remember the days where you know we got out of the struggle so the transition was uh it was it was really graceful man but you know watching that probably uh it probably, it changed the way that I approach things when it came to life. And when I mean things, I'm talking about finances. Mm. You know, um, you and I went to college together, man. And Community you, college. Yeah, yeah. You, you graduated, right? You got your degree. Yeah, man. I just got my degree. Uh, I, I graduated uh, cum laude. Pretty close to magna cum laude, but I was fucking up with these two classes. I was Most of my classes, I got A's and B's. Like, I never got less than an A or B until, like, my last semester with these other, two other classes. Right, right. I was messing up one. Right? See, you, like, see, I didn't get to, I didn't finish my schooling, man. Like, uh, I, was, I was really in deep into my schooling. I was in a welding program, like, my last semester in. You know, and uh, we got shut down, dude. And by the time I went back, I was just so far behind and so out of practice that um, 
it just like I was pretty much failing all of my classes. So it just became less practical basically at that point. Yeah, and event my teachers were telling me to drop out, man. They're like, "Yo, you need to you need to get out of here before like you fail out of college type shit." So Well, at least they're being honest with you and they weren't like being a dick to you like like belittling you in front of your uh, classmates and shit like that. Facts, man. Facts, but you know, um back back to the point what I was saying like I didn't finish college, man. And um I'm still like, you know, I'm still finding my way, but slowly but surely, you know, I'm still making a way and, you know, tying back to my family, watching them progress financially and become more financially literate. It showed me that in America, you don't need to go to college to be successful. Like You it, really don't. Like, I see like you, for instance, like I want the main reason why I even went to that college, like because like one of my friends was going there. So I, I didn't want to be like, you know, like, oh, just by myself and I don't know anybody there. Like, I'm pretty much an extrovert. But at the same time, I want to be able to like be able to know like how like the patterns that everybody kind of moves and everything. Dude, shit, I never even yeah. wanted to go to college, man. Like, um, it was more of like my my parents are like you're gonna go to school we're gonna kick you out and like you're gonna go you're gonna figure things out on your own, so I was like man fuck that I'm gonna go to school and uh, <laughs> you know it didn't work out for me dude and you know eventually what push came to shove I got kicked out you know blah 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 I had to figure things out on my own and you know what I'm glad I did dude because you know not finishing college it made me realize one that you know you don't need a degree to be successful in this society and i don't consider myself like a like a fucking millionaire success you know fucking slumdog millionaire type shit but hey you're successful to me bro you got a whole yeah. apartment that's my next stage right now I mean, bro and you've had and it's just like you know although like you know some shit might be fucked up but it's like you know it's still pretty all right like i like your surroundings and everything i appreciate like, it's that you. i appreciate that man and pretty much what i learned was it's not about how much money you have it's about what you do with the money that you have, man. Like no, financial dude. literacy is how you get by in this day and age. And uh, what I'm trying to instill in my son is teaching him how to be financially literate, man. And that's what I watched happen in my family that brought us into that nice house that you came to that one time. That brought yeah. us up out of the shambles that we were in, man. Those are some pretty good, like, you know, like, lighthearted times. You know, like, you know, like, every, even when I was going through a pretty much dark process around that area, it was just Life like, was, life was simpler during those times, man. Yeah, man, because, you know, I was transitioning from high school and everything. I didn't really know my left from my right or, like, where to go. It was, it, it, and it was, like, the beginning phase of a condition that I was dealing with. That, like, now I've actually found a clinic that's willing to actually work with me now. Oh, so yeah, I'm pretty man. happy that I might get past it. The only thing is, like, I was supposed to relocate to D.C. area to get close and everything. Um, but, hey, they just say, like, hey, once you pay this down payment, you know, we'll work with you. And whatever you get here, you can get there. <coughs> so, you're, can, yeah. so you're moving to D.C.? Uh, pretty soon, man, because it's like I just like because I want to go to Howard University to get my master's degree and then sometime oh, yeah. later, like get my doctorate and everything. It's just something in me just tells me I got to go there. What uh, what are you doing, man? For like, what do you want to get your doctorate? In? It's pretty cool. No, just uh, the same business administration stuff It's just going to be the same focus of marketing, maybe real estate, you know, things of that nature. Because it's just like, you know, I feel like that would be the best way to kind of help my people. You know, I'm West African, like Liberian. So it's yeah, just like, yeah, you know, like that's kind of where I want to dedicate 
too, because, you know, a lot of our people back home, you know, it's a third world country. I know you're like Honduran and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so sure. it's just like, yeah, so it's like, you know, it's just like, it's a lot of shit you had to clean up and mm -hmm. a lot of mentality you got to change up and everything, you know, yeah, it's just like, mentality. I always write, I always write it down in my manifestation script and everything, how I want to help. I want to bring like solar energy. I'm thinking about like maybe trying to see if I could be able to bring back architecture to be, because we have a lot of older buildings. So they're kind of like collapsing on each other, you know, yeah. it's like we had to survive two civil wars over nothing so it's just like you know it's just i feel like america has a whole lot of like responsibility to also trying to like you know really fix our country again because once again you were sending whole american slaves back to africa and you didn't even bother to like really help them out as much as they needed and everything right. you know and it's just like it's just a lot you know they brought out that whole mentality a lot of the african slaves brought out the whole mentality of lighter skin and like we're more educated and you're like you're indigenous people mm -hmm. you're nothing type stuff and it's just like, we're all the same people you know it's just those yeah, are just yeah. barriers but it's just like you know america really designed that mentality that led to like civil war it's it's crazy man like uh just speaking on that like my mom is filipino my dad's white i'm adopted i'm hispanic yeah so it's like dude racism like we don't we don't know it bro like we don't we don't know racism in my family man it's like how we judge a person goes way, way, way deeper than their skin color, man. Like, mm. you know, it's like you said, mentality, morals, mindset, everything. So yeah, I, I know, I, I know you're like adopted. I didn't know. I was trying to see if I can. I'm not trying to see if I was trying to bring it up. I wanted to wait till you were comfortable enough to speak on it and everything. Cause I know like you're cool with it and everything, but I didn't know if you want to speak on it or not. You well, know? I appreciate that, dude. I'm, I'm gonna turn the fan off, so yeah, sure, do whatever you can. It doesn't muddy your uh, audios, dude. So, oh yeah, uh, surely. I'm basically gonna be second facing this. <laughs> so uh, I read something today, dude, that I think you might find interesting. It was a CIA uh, classified document, mm. and it was on um, it was on hypnosis. Wow. Yeah, man, it was from the 80s, but there's something called, it's called hemisync, that what the CIA calls it. I heard about that. Doesn't that have anything to do with communism or something like that? Like something they got from the Russians? Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So the communists, like during, you know, the height of their power, they were finding ways of subversion and mind control. And really, that's kind of like what hemisync is. Hemisync is like the use of electrical frequencies and uh, like through music, through sounds to change and influence the way that people think. So like how like, you know, back then, like in the probably 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like people were more singing about love and stuff of that nature. And so people back then were probably like, you know, like populating more, you know, connecting more. I won't say connecting more because there, there was still like Jim Crow and stuff like that nature. But it was like, right. I feel like we were transitioning to a period where we were just kind of like, that was like the main thing. And then like, like they started putting out gangster rap and everything. Yeah, like and people pe started killing each other. Like people were starting to come together is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, the crack yeah. epidemic, the yeah. AIDS epidemic. Like, it's just so, well, so dude, I, I wholly believe the CIA was completely behind the fucking crack epidemic dude like, no no most definitely oh it's obvious like it's almost bright as day now because dude everybody they locked up was like you know somebody of like you know of like obviously african-american background but also just like people of like poor lower, you know, poor, poor background people. yeah man yeah, poor. just to like just to get free labor and like the whole just well, you know yeah i mean that's that's like that's what the prison system is man and like the, yeah, the human justice rights system. violations and everything yeah it's 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 enslavement it's just got a fancier title on it i mean you look at all right you go to like really really rural areas really uh like 
a lot of uh, poorer regions and a lot like Virginia, West Virginia, like the rural areas of North Carolina, the only career that is available to the people there is the prison system. And a lot of the time, like, dude, the prison, like the prison, like DOC, like guards, they're just as bad as the inmates. They're just as bad as the criminals in there. Like, dude, you need to check out this dude on YouTube. His name is 1090 Jake. Like this man talks about some real ass shit. He, he's an ex-con. Yeah, definitely send me, like, the link on YouTube on Instagram for and sure. He was saying, man, like, especially in the East Coast, where we are, and that's where he was locked up, in those really hill, like, just rural areas that are in the middle of nowhere, prison guards will kill you and bury you in on the prison, like, land, pin it on another inmate, and then build a building over, like, a mass grave. And nobody knows about it. And then what they do is they take you and they put you in permanent transit. So, like, they can't ever pull, like, your paperwork and figure out where you are. It's wow. crazy as fuck, That's man. That's cool as shit, bro. Yeah. And the thing is, places like the <coughs> Netherlands, their prison system is more, like, rehabilitated. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I of course, bro. And, like, also, that we're just agreeing and we're just aware about the stuff we're talking about. Like, also, not, like, we can actually bounce off each other. Hell, on. yeah. But also, dude, I believe... It's in those areas, like in those countries, that the police officers have to go through like several years of schooling, yeah. where they have to learn psychology. They have to they have to learn how to be social with people who are fucked up in the head. Like they they need to learn how to negotiate and de-escalate situations. And a lot of the time, they don't even have fucking weapons, man. And, and like, do you like point? yeah? And like how many like how many like you know uh, police involved killings are there like I in just countries saw like one, that like, earlier today with one dude like 26 year and it's crazy how like we live in an era now we can just it's just another day like you see it on the internet like seeing dude. people die that's like traumatic now it's just like oh that's life now everybody's like you know fuck cops defund the police man okay you know like it, I had a police officer are, on this podcast too people are angry it, it makes sense right it, it makes sense to say that but okay like let's look at it you know down to like mm. an area where we live yeah. okay what are you gonna do when some shit happens like i'm ready to prepare i'm, I'm prepared to defend my family and the people i care about mm. but you know let's say you know like all right this is when it gets weird all right here's where i put on my tinfoil hat, or take off the tinfoil hat okay so <laughs> yeah. here's why i think that um like a like a state um state authority is more important over federal authority because federal authority is more of like unified authority all right like mm. it's laws that are implied to everybody so you've heard of the the world economic forum right uh no if you would explain this to me. okay so the world economic forum is pretty much a group of like multi-billionaires that have come together uh, that one percent okay yeah and they have decided through after covid that hey look th like the economy of the world is fucked all right and we need to go to a digital currency and one of the dudes on this forum his name is klaus schwab klaus schwab said you will own nothing and you will be happy and this is not being put on the news at all. This is not on Twitter. This is not on Instagram. This is not on Facebook. So this is like basically communism in a sense? Or is it just like a different type of communism with extra My guy, this is the new world order. This uh, is this is global unification. Like, And this is where it ties back to cops, dude. That money being put into like, you know, overpowered military police officers. 
dude, that needs to be put into education. That needs to be put into like, you know, taking young minds who want to do good with their lives and good for other people mm-hmm. and, you know, train them like they do in the Netherlands, train them where they'd have, train them so they don't have to be armed in every fucking situation, man. Like law enforcement mm-hmm. isn't a fucking job that should just, that requ- that I feel like should take minimal requirements. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, law enforcement training in the U.S. is intense. I personally know several cops, but mm-hmm. it's not intense enough dude it's not selective enough like not everybody should be able to make the cut to be able to carry a gun especially if they got ptsd or like any kind of mental disorders maybe narcissistic personality disorders exactly dude like instead of defunding the police why don't you reroute the funds to therapy yes like you know um it's like uh checking the background psychological background really going deep onto it psychology like psychology courses put the money as far as like first kindergarten if it's a check the permanent record exactly stuff stuff like that dude like there's ways that we can make our police force a lot more fit for like what the job is for which is like taking out like rapists and fucking murderers and shit dude yeah and it's like more and most guys are not just gonna say most because i had a police officer on the podcast too dude was mad shit we even spoke about krav maga and like stuff of that nature i might consider going to krav maga once i move remove to dc and everything i want to be able to get my health and stuff in order first before i do anything of that nature and stuff but it's just like dude they're just regular people like me and you like they're not better than but when you give people certain powers to do whatever there's those bad apples man that's the bad that that fucking that spoil the whole bunch man like dude it's it's fucking crazy man like but at one point in my life dude i had the mentality of like all cops are bad fuck cops we don't need them blah 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 like i ain't gonna call the cops because i'll stand dying and protecting my family but it's like dude when I, when we talked about like we talked about the World Economic Forum and the mm-hmm. Great Reset, mm-hmm. that w- that's kind of what made me realize, mm-hmm. oh man, okay. When things go to the Grand Unification, when the Great Reset is over, there potentially may not be constitutional rights. There may not be laws of this land that that give us freedoms, like you know freedom of speech, the right to bear arms, the things that are slowly being taken away from us. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that after this great fucking economic reset, there's no there's not going to be a there's not going to be a constitution. There's not going to be a Mecklenburg Police Department or an Iredell Police Department or whatever police department you live in. It's going to be the fucking FEMA taking care of us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be FEMA handling everything. Or the the UN handling everything, and there's not going to be any rights, and then we're fucked. Yeah, it's going to be scarier for real because it's just like I don't know. Still, so many things happen, especially these past couple years, man, with the COVID situation. Uh, police brutality been put into the forefront to have you demonize the police. Yeah. So maybe we we'll want people to like reroute, but they don't really find like the best way to do so. They try to find the more capitalistic way. I feel like people forget, like, bro, this is a, coll- a capitalistic society. I know people want to be like, oh, maybe communism might be better, or maybe this might be better. But really, I mean, to find the best way to govern and everything, it's really just so, it's not just like a one-way type street. There's like so many things you got to consider. Like for voting rights, 
got to really consider like the IQ aspect because mm-hmm. some people are just not intelligent enough to make that decision. Like for the whole like getting Joe Biden into the office and everything. Like the first thing they saw was like, oh yeah, that's Barack Obama's man. Like right, and that's all they see. Get Donald Trump out. Get Donald Trump out. Yep. And it's like, but they didn't even consider like Howie Hawkins was also considered on legalizing marijuana. People don't consider the policies that the candidates come with when they vote for their candidates, and it's fucking crazy to me. Because we all go and like raise. No one even really sits down, and like the, the way how so many things go viral. I was surprised that Howie Hawkins didn't go viral this one time. These two candidates, although Joe Biden, okay. Yeah, Joe Biden was like kind of cool, I guess. But yeah, especially with the Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton type thing. The reason why I believe, yeah. sorry to cut you off. That's no, all right. You're nothing. The reason why I think he did not go viral is because he could potentially bring people together. Of course. And all of these if other. Snoop Dogg just supported him for like the whole weed situation, the Wiz Khalifa, bro. That'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be so dude, it because it. nobody yeah. would care. Bro. Yeah, dude. No one gives a shit about these people. Donald Trump, honestly, that's that's a weird one to me, bro. Because even nowadays with Joe Biden saying, like, oh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And they still voted for him. Here's, look, man, like, bro, I, you know, I'm never really uh, afraid to, like, share my views. And my views are... When Trump was in office, man, that's when my family did the best. That's when I did the best. That's when I was able to change my life from being a broke motherfucker to actually doing something with my life. That's really, it's really sad because some people don't even, even I'd hate to admit it, you know, but it's like, because he did refer to Africa as like a shithole country, but he's not really even lying because like really with all, with a whole lot of shit in Liberia, even Liberia, the, the corruption, we have a soccer player as the president right now. Just keep that in mind. Okay, and I'm, it's not to shit on anybody, but it's just like you know, because I feel like he means well and he's doing pretty okay. But we need to stop this situation where we're voting people in because they're celebrities. Like yeah, it's we, getting shitty. We know? need to stop voting people in because of how they make us feel. Exactly. And what they do. And, and Donald Trump did some things. Even when Kodak was in jail and everything, he actually went out to actually get him out. He was doing things like literally, like things you never even expect people to do. And everything. He really got onto it to actually set something up for it. You know, even with Kim Jong-un, he was the only one that actually went to North Korea. Like, do you understand what that means? Like, people don't understand that. That's huge. You think it just happens and people just be like, eh, well, I didn't like him because he said that one thing. Like, whatever, What the fuck? Yeah, the feud between North and South Korea has been decades and decades and decades long, man. And he probably could have set something on the channel to kind of get things situated. Like, to some extent, because Kim Jong-un, like, I know it's like, I don't know him personally, but dude, they had Dennis Rodman. He opened the floodgates for cryptocurrency, man. Dennis like, Rodman went to North Korea. Direct, yeah, Dennis Rodman, yeah, I remember what he was Dude, like, seriously, he likes basketball. We got NBA, we had Michael Jordan. We have something in common, just on basketball. Just give him, like, an Xbox or a PlayStation 4 or NBA 2K, bro, play him a couple games. You'll realize a lot of these people are more human than you think, bro. Yeah. And it's just, I know he's probably might have killed some people, but bro, like, come on. Like, people in power always kill people. There were drone strikes in Somalia, and no one even talks about it, but they yeah. want to give Ukraine money. Nobody's like, talking about um, the, the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, dude. They're extreme alt-right Nazis. They're neo-Nazis fighting the Russians, and everybody is in support of them because they're fighting the Russians. But it's like nobody realizes they're, ex- they're extreme, violent, neo-Nazi racists, bro. Like, they fucking hate like people that aren't their color. 
Yeah, and, and, they're, and, they're, and the, the issue is more like because Russians that are occupying in Ukraine are being discriminated well, against. It's the, I mean, dude, look. All right, so pandemic came, bro. What was the media doing? Making us buy toilet paper and what? Fucking rubbing alcohol or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I went to I went to Costco, homie. Costco. And it <laughs> was hella bread there. It was completely empty. It was, it was dude, it was empty, man. Like it was I like in the toilet paper, gone. Water. Walmart, gone. gone. Everything was like, just gone. Cleaning supplies, gone. And that was all from the news. So it's you know they really I feel like that was an exercise to see if like we, we would do what we were told so that is really interesting that you say that because there's a guy that I've been watching his name is John Stockwell John Stockwell's a former CIA agent and in the seven in 1979 after he left the CIA he didn't he conducted an interview saying like all right you know this is what I did yada 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 and what happened was what he told everybody was that his job in the CIA and what the CIA mainly does is fucking like pervert inf- information. Mm-hmm. Like they will send they will send undercovers to perhaps, you know, like the New York Times mm-hmm. and they will go to their best-selling author and they will say, "Hey, look, I need you to write this about, you know, so and so and I need you to make it in a way to where it, it can it can like rile up some kind of public opinion or some kind of disturbance in the public. Mm-hmm. And so dude, they'll go to the they'll go to like newspapers, they'll go to fucking authors, they'll go to college professors. And the thing is, is like once they do things like this for the CIA, they are now high ranking officials in society, dude. They're they're millionaires, they're all of a sudden you know, like their businesses all of a sudden take off. Like just weird shit happens. Like they, like it, it's it's a trade what they do, and um, it gets really, really, really crazy with this interview because John Stockwell talks about some of his colleagues, and like this was a later interview. This was like after the Rwandan genocide, so like a good like ten, fifteen years later, and he was saying that the CIA has war rooms. So whenever there's a war going on, the CIA has a, has, a, has a board of officials that sit in this bunker and they decide what's going to happen next. Damn. And so with the Rwandan genocide, he was saying he had a colleague sitting in a war room and I, it was, uh, they were relaying information to the Hutus and, you know, spreading propaganda to instill hatred against the Tutsis. And that, and like the like the CIA, he they all fell for it. Yeah, he, yeah, that sounds so close to like the whole Liberian Civil War situation. Yeah, I know I mentioned about like how the racism of like the American slaves that were sent, you know, and how they basically saw themselves as like the ones that are more capable to run the country and that mm-hmm. you know, with the indigenous people. Yeah, like you know, not a whole lot of people know this, but it's like uh, my second cousin was a guy, if you could look him up, it's Thomas Kuampa. I could probably send you some information about yeah, him. Yeah, do that. And every, that's my second cousin and everything. Him and, uh, I think, was it Charles Taylor? It wasn't Charles Taylor. Like, Samuel Doe, the one that actually became the president, that actually usurped and actually became the president. They actually, uh, like, overthrew the government together and everything. You know, it's just stuff of that nature. So you're not, you're not... You're not talking to somebody that doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to that. Like, that, this now it's in, like, my blood, too. So it's yeah. just like, you know, that leadership stuff, it runs deep, like, into a lot of our veins and everything. Ooh. Although it's like, you know, but it's just like, it's just that thing. 
you know, it's just, it's all just propaganda and everything. You notice that it's just, it's always over something like bickering. He could have easily tried to find some way to, like, you know, really voice his opinion about the indigenous people that don't really get a whole lot of, like, even when he got into the position, he was just giving it to people who didn't really deserve to be in that position, you know? It right. just became childish, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, like, we're still trying to clean a lot of this stuff up, and you see it all the time. Like, I'm Liberian, yeah, I do. Even, even at my age, I'm 24, there are people who I barely even know in the Liberian community who talk all types of shit and I don't even know you like that or nothing and everything right. because they overhear some stuff that happened at school or something like that and they want to jump into it trying to like pick on you as a kid and then you know they don't outgrow it because like you know they're just they're immature you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying immaturity is such a big thing that kind of holds us back as a people right. the more that we don't see the bigger picture that's what kind of holds us back and you hear in a lot of these countries one, the moment you realize that really it's just the world is way too big to really fight over things that are just so small and everything that's when you realize it's just like okay maybe i can do right by my people you gotta really just focus on that put people above you for that's what empathic people do mm -hmm. but then you have the narcissistic type of people that are put in these positions and everything and then you see them all throughout society and that's what really that's why i feel like we'll just kind of run into the cia also too and just stuff of that nature it's all narcissistic selfish you I, know type I, of stuff like that i truly think like the people that run the world are fucking reptiles, man. Yeah, reptilians. Yeah, <laughs> like they might be like aliens too. You think maybe? Yeah, Some yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Dude, that's kind of like what I'm getting at is that potentially that there are some kind of alien hybrids that are amongst our people in the high ranking, like 1% billionaires of the world that control everything. And then they kind of scatter amongst our people. And the, yeah. the folk that really think empathically are probably like the real human beings and the ones that are more narcissistic in nature. Yeah. Like maybe we all got narcissistic tendencies to an extent, but the ones that are just like driven by narcissism are the ones that are, might be reptilian. Because they find a way to like manipulate and swoon major groups of people to go against other people. You know what I'm saying? Like even Jesus, I mean, if like you're a religious person, but even on the narrative, Jesus was literally murdered by the state. When you yeah, think about well, it. Well, okay, this is really crazy because, like, what we're talking about, I had an exact conversation with my friend about. And that was that, you know, okay, Jesus was sent to this earth to destroy organized religion because organized religion is what the idols were in, like, the Ten Commandments that you will not worship. Mm. And so, I mean, dude, Jesus, he, like, destroyed, he went into, like, churches and synagogues and, like, destroyed things and, like, you know, turned over, like, you know, worship tables and, like, destroyed benches and, like, and uh, he, like, defiled altars and whatnot. And he hung out with sinners and he performed miracles in broad daylight and, like, and, you know, but he was pretty much... It was like a representation that, like, that is that is like what, like, what faith should be. That walk of faith is yeah. that just treating everybody like you treat yourself. Yeah, it's just like, pretty simple like stuff. Love, just be a good person. Love Think about people love unconditionally, and you know, be the best person you can be, and don't judge people. You know, just because of what they've done in life. Or how people might view them, generally, because yeah. chances are that's not even who they are. Exactly. Like for instance, like they tried to vilify. 
Jesus, a person that really freaking turned water into wine, walked on water, brought the dead back to life, and there was well, still somebody out he there. Also, like, yeah. more than that, but like he he was a representation of love, dude. Yeah. Like, he was a representation of goodness and grace. Like, but I'm just saying, you see it all the time. It's just like people are the people who are the most empathetic in nature are usually the ones that are criticized the most, yep. shitted yep. on the most. Yep. You know, and that's what happened with Jesus. They literally, this dude did nothing but perform miracles and help people and they still murdered him in like the worst way possible that's what's kind of how the world works man is when you have a more powerful when you have a more powerful coalition they find a less powerful coalition and they take control of that one and they use that uh, I mean, okay so a good example is Gaddafi Yes, I'm glad you brought Qaddafi. He was trying to bring a currency for Africa to yeah, all use at once, and then Hillary Clinton and all them motherfuckers fucked on, just fucked him up bad. Yeah, he was. Yeah, dude, I was about, I was really, I was about to get into that. He was bank, he was breaking away from like the the world banking system, establishing a currency for his people, and, and Africa as a whole. He wasn't just thinking about just Libya. America funded, you know fucking rebel coalitions against him man and overthrew his country and they took him out and you know reason being is because we're breaking away from the banking system the world banking system you know and like i mean i could get into that but I, you know i don't want people thinking i'm racist <laughs> you know I mean, racist like how like in such a um, way what's the racist like oh uh, dude that hey, dude, you're inter getting me interviewed by an african right now like you say yourself yeah, you're right. you're even like adopted by a filipino and a, a white your, your dad's white right yeah 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 all right and they don't so, even care that's what i'm saying like the world banking is like okay so like the like the entire like Central, like system of the world when it comes to the banks is pretty much ran by the Hasidic Jews, man. It's like a very, very small, very small culture, very small part of Judaism. And it's supposedly like they, they consider themselves like the original uh, people, the original tribe. Yeah, the original tribes of Judah. And uh, I could be wrong about like that part, but it's it's con conspired a lot you know that's more of like on the conspiracy theory side that sure it's no problem it's, it's just opinion it's, man it's, it's just over here like you're not the first person i've heard this from like people say this all the time it's pretty crazy man like just how much it ties into so but yeah man um that's that's i think exactly why Gaddafi got taken out of the position he was in because you know a one percent dude a, like a very small very small part of the world that was very powerful that could be aliens reptilians or whatever we're not trying to take on any specific yeah, group exactly. of people yeah. we just really don't know who these people Dude, are be, we don't really know it, it, but they're, the, they're at the top of the game they're making all the decisions banking wise all type of wise they're the reason why they're still suffering in the world because it's profitable for people just keep in mind yeah. the mental deaths podcast we're not against anybody or any group of people or nothing like that we're just stating theories that haven't really been you know stated broken down broken down we're just really just looking at the patterns of how things work and things that happen Gaddafi being killed is real <laughs> you know uh, people well, like you know the prison system is real a lot of these things are yeah. real and we're just trying to figure out like it's the why these things happen and discussing on the stuff of that nature. Mm -hmm. So if anybody feels offended, you're free to contact me. I'm just keeping in mind, we're not against nobody. Hell yeah, dude. 
Hell yeah, agreed, man. Good, good. Just had to say that out there because it's yeah. just like it just to save up on time because I, I don't want to hear all that bullshit. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But yeah, man, these conspiracy theories they they get pretty crazy and they get they get pretty deep. But I'm pretty much on the wagon that there is a like a there is a ruling group of people. Don't know what they are. They could be aliens. And they're 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 powerful enough to take out fucking kings, man. They are powerful enough to destroy nations and collapse empires. So just by a word. So I mean, okay, let's look at Russia and let's look at Ukraine. So Vladimir Putin is waging war in Russia, yes, but it's definitely not just Vladimir Putin. Think about how America works, okay? Run by corporate corporations. Mm. Same thing with Russia. Russia, okay, in the Cold War, remember, mm -hmm. the two strongest military powers are Russia and the USA. Mm. That means that, you know, you have to have tons of corporations, tons of businesses that are bringing in a lot of revenue, that are bringing in a lot of money, that are able to throw money into, like, what the government requires. So here's what I think, and I think this is very, very, very possible, that Putin was put into a position of power from one his you know his service background to to Russia he was KGB and then before that I think he was MGB mm. and in that in that in that time he was meeting very powerful people man I'm talking people with fuck you money type mm. shit and I believe that these people who were who had the fuck you money and Putin, they were able to collaborate and come together over a certain ideal. Mm -hmm. And they were able to fund him mm -hmm. into his position of power. Mm -hmm. Well, these same people, I think, look at Ukraine as like part of the old Soviet bloc. Mm. You know, like the USSR, because Ukraine was part of, of Russia at one point. It was annexed by Stalin. Mm -hmm. And he actually genocided the shit out of the Ukrainians, mm -hmm. man. Like, he, it was called the Holodomir. It was fucking nuts, like, looking at that shit. Mm -hmm. But, um, so, you know, you have these, these old heads with billions of dollars telling Putin, hey, take back Ukraine, man. Let's get back to the glory of the USSR. And if you don't, well, fuck you. We're going to fund a rebel group or we're going to fund somebody kind of like, you know, how Clinton did that to Gaddafi. Mm. We funded a rebel group to throw him out. The exact same thing can happen to Putin. And, uh, you know, I think that this, this happened so many times. Yeah, it's like, dude. wow. Like, is there it's, any like way to counter this stuff? It's like, where's it happen? Is it just part of life? It's now? the laws of nature, man. It's the laws of nature. You know, more powerful, more powerful things take over less powerful things and control them. Mm. You, you know, you either in this life, you either conquer or you serve. And, um, and I think Putin serves something more powerful than him. And I think what that thing is, is was part is like trying to take over the world with you know the new world order or the uh the the new world economic forum i should say yeah man 
no, that's so. This is. It's like it's terrifying in a sense because it's just like you realize how insignificant you might be as just one person and everything. Oh, but yeah. we all feel and fit in the system in some way or another, you know. Especially with the education system and everything. Like you, you speak to me and you would say that I'm kind of like an intu- intellectual oh, to a yeah, certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But at the same token, as a kid and everything, I feel like they know who's who. Like mm-hmm. when you go into elementary school and everything, oh, they know yeah. who's going to be the ones that are going to be the followers, the ones or whatever. Oh, and it's the old, it's always the kids that are probably the least popular, the ones that are always put to the side. The kids that are probably like you know that they're good kids and then mm-hmm. they're not bad people, but they're always one put in the ISS, put it always uh, put under the thumb and everything. Yeah. I've had to go through the transitions a lot, and there's yeah. a whole lot of things. Even while I replay scenarios or how I grew up, how things happen, I'm like, how did things like this happen? You know, I went to school like and. Predominantly white schools, bro, mm-hmm. through most of my life. Right. And all once I stepped into an HBCU, everything just blew up for me. Like mm-hmm. I was like getting A's and B's. I never saw myself as an A and B student. I thought I was just gonna fuck around in college and just get my degree and fuck out. But I was really like good. And it's just like wow, like cause people used to say all the time that I was smart or whatever. But I thought it was just to say, like, oh, you're too smart to be doing this stupid shit or something like that. Maybe you found something you love too. You know, it wasn't like, even just that, it was a good environment. Bro, it was just like I got nothing but like respect, support, Maybe. and everything. When high school and middle school, all I used to do was got pulled out saying I was a waste of time, saying I was this and that and this, whatever. It's like one thing that the black kids that were like accepted by like the majority of the white kids or whatever, like, you know, they'll be like thugs or they're really good at like playing basketball. But if you're like a good person that just tried to like stay out, try not to start fights and nothing like that, let it go, try to be like the mature one. Because I used to see a lot of that domestic violence since I was a kid, man. Mm-hmm. And it's I always say like, dude, why didn't they just stop and just talk? You know, yeah. that's just what I just, that was just my mindset. So I carried that into, you kind of become a pacifist in a mm-hmm. sense, but not because I want to, not because I'm weak, because I know what happens, you know, when it comes to situations, you know, like, Dude, it, takes, on their own, it takes know? a lot of restraint to be able, you know, to keep your shit together when you have every bit, you have every right to lose it. Like that, that, that takes, that takes guts, man. Like, really you know, is. I, you know, I've 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 had my moments of losing my fucking shit, and you know, I look back and I, I just regret it, dude. But you and I, we're lucky to be able to have free will to be able to change our lives yeah. at the flip of a switch, man. Because I went to a I went to a military reform school, man, and uh, and it sucked. But what was crazy is there was a lot of there's a lot of kids from China there, you know, like mm. barely spoke English, you know, on visas, and. Um, Dude, it was crazy because what they were telling me, you know, I would talk to them. Be like, hey, man, like, what are you doing when you get out of high school? Like, what are you going to do when you go to college? And they're like, you know, I don't, like, I, I already, you know, I've, I've already known I'm doing this and this. I'm going to be, you know, an engineer. I'm going to be working in a factory. I'm going to be working in a textile mill, you know. And I, I'd get to the question, like, you know, like, what made you choose that job? And they're like, choose. I, like I didn't choose that. Like that was that was given to me by the government. Like that was given to me by the mm-hmm. China, like the the People's Party. Like, wow. and like the thing is, is like, dude, in places like China, you like you don't have free will like we have here, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get you really you literally don't have a say over there like your life, and 
um, they're happy about it. They're completely content with it because to because that, they identify with their culture and they're just trying to fix, like, support their culture as best they can. That's right. a, that's that kind of dedication I wish even Liberia had. But minus all like the old no free wills. Like if everybody just thought about their country firsthand, you know, like we have like football players like Quiddy Pay. You know, he just mm-hmm. got drafted the Colts and everything. He does well and everything. We have people that are like rising up. Even I'm trying to focus on doing stuff like this. Trying to focus on my music and everything. If it brings me enough money or anything to kind of like help support my people, maybe start a couple businesses. That's why I go into business administration mm-hmm. and marketing because I want to know like how seeing the flow of like finances and everything. See, I can use it to really uplift my community, but not just for Liberian folk also, but also just West African folk and like people like in the slums, the ghettos, and everything. You know, build a couple libraries. You know, something like that to really mm-hmm. help but it's yeah. like you know i have to really it's good that we have talks like this because i have to really learn how to really like see like really the patterns of like what might be obstacles for me going forward because when they see somebody with like this mindset with giving all that money and stuff of that nature you know like that's a threat you know mm-hmm. as a kid i've always known to a certain degree that i was a threat not in right. a sense of like oh i might hurt somebody but it's just your mindset it's just i'm not like a follower i'm not like right. a sheep type person you're not gonna just make me like want to follow you out of fear like i'm gonna be isolated you know i right. really got used to really liking my own company and being more selective of who i let in my circle and everything so it's just like you know there's some shit that happened in my past you know even the cbcc days that was probably the worst time of my life because of people i used to hang out with and everything and it's just like it's just all i want to do is just focus on my peace you know really bring in you know there's sometimes people might laugh you know even to this day people like might snicker to me every once again people might not want to talk to me because they heard from somebody else i have nothing to do with like something about me you know whatever but it's like you know i always think about people like you People like my roommates through college and everything. People like my brother, my cousins who grew up my whole life with me. And I think about people who actually know me, and I just think for them. So it's like nobody else could really tell me who I am, Dude, but you so, know them. It was that's just so, something I had to learn. It was so funny, man. Because <laughs> like, yeah, the, the the group of we actually hung around the same group of people, man. And they, you know, I'm not gonna say any kind of names, but damn, they they were. You can say piece of shit if you want They're to. Trash, <laughs> I mean, like, because it fits. So it's just it's like. It's just more like. Like, right, what do you so, live for? For example, uh, you know, y'all, I remember y'all came to my came to my house. Yeah. Hung out and whatnot, met my family. And I remember at one point I was being ridiculed. And, uh, you know, I, I was like being asked, I was like, I was getting asked my ethnicity or something like that. Like, if I'm you know, white or what I'm mixed with, like I'm white with something. Because you speak a certain way and yeah. because you look a certain way. Yeah, like, you, know. you remember that. And like, it was just, that really just slapped me in the face because it was like, you know, I'm hanging out with people that I have something in common with, which is like, we were all, you know, our skin was different. Like all of our skin was darker. And like, I thought that was something that could bring us together, but it was more of the way I conducted myself, the way I carried myself, the mm. way, because I was articulate and had manners. And like you know, my family's doing well at the time. People think like you're like I'm, some I was. Type of like, I was the white kid of the group, yeah. even though I'm like fucking full-blooded Hispanic, dude. Like I am, I'm brown as fuck. Like when in the summer, dude, I turn into chocolate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 
Uh, it's crazy. That I can relate to all year long with nobody stopped. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, but anyway, yeah, no, I could feel that, man. It's just like, you know, like, especially with the Spanish. I used to work at Compare Foods on East Side, you know? Yeah, but that's and why. I, that was some bit. That that's why. I, that's a part of the, That's another reason why I fucked off because I was like, dude, these people I'm hanging around with, like, they, a lot of the Hispanic folk in up city Charlotte, uptown Charlotte. What you're saying? I was saying that like a lot of people that we were hanging around with, I realized like, dude, they got nothing going on. They like, really didn't, like, and it's just like you know, I feel like God just kind of puts you in a position to like you know really expose yourself to what you don't want to be a part of your life. You know, yeah, I'm blessed that like now I met some people in college who also do music, and some of them was hop on my podcast also. And it's just like you you look back like in high school, how people would be like, oh, you can't rap, you can't do this, you can't. Do... I don't know. You haven't heard anything from like my rap books or anything, have no, you? you sent me your tapes. I've, you yeah, you heard my mixtape. Yeah, I, you sent me a mixtape. I listened to it, bro. I liked it. Oh, really? You liked it? Yeah. Like, it was like the beats that you liked, or like the lyrical content, or is it just like you just liked that the whole aesthetic of it all together? I like the atmosphere that it gave. Mm. I like the beats. I definitely like the way that like you put your flows together, man. You put your bars together. Yeah, man. So I would have dropped more stuff in the year between that's because like the, it's just like, you that, know. That's like the uh, kick back and relax with some dark liquor type shit, man. Like you breaking out the whiskey and chilling. You kick on that album type shit. Yeah, it's cool. I'm like, I still got beats in her days. I still got concepts. Like I, it's just like, you know, I need to, you know, once I find like a resource to actually fuel this and everything, it's just, it's going to be me in the studio every weekend. Because like, I actually found somebody that actually works with me and everything. So I don't feel like it wouldn't be impossible and everything. Right. It just now that I'm kind of experienced and like how the process would go, it's just like, well, if I got to start with a verse or just start with like, just like, just feeling the beat, you know, I've already set up a process. Uh-huh. It's really just a matter of me just really just setting up a deadline. I didn't even notice it was a cat here. I thought that was like a teddy bear or something for the longest minute this has been listening to our whole conversation I'm like, sure, dude. It's like rough. <laughs> so you're like mostly like a cat person over a dog person or is it just like dude, i just love animals it's like animals. i don't know bro like all right so i got a dog at home His i moved cool. in, my girl and i moved in together and then you know about like a good six or seven months after living together she wanted a cat mm. and then uh we got a cat <laughs> and you know i like I, I ended up liking this cat a lot and then, um, and then, and then uh, we got another cat because our friend, our okay, our friend's girlfriend, pretty much tried to convince us to watch this cat for like a week while they were away on vacation, and they're gonna leave it in the house, turn the AC off, and leave it like with a bowl of water and some food. And uh, we we're just like, no, like we'll we'll take care of the cat. And it was it was a kitten, dude, like a little like tiny little newborn kitten. And uh, dude, like this kitten had fleas. It like had shit matted in its fur. Damn. Like it had tapeworms falling out of his ass. It was disgusting, bro. Like mm. it was really fucked up. And we were just like, dude, there's no way. Like we like this cat gave fleas to our other cat, mm. to the one that we just got, the one that we just adopted. And you know this our other cat got worms so like now we're having to take both cats to the vet spend money on them blah 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 you know like six seven hundred dollars later we're like all right everything's straight well, well just keep the cat since you already yeah, put so much money in well homegirl wants to take this cat back we're like fuck no you can you can pay the bills before you take this cat back because we spent almost a rack trying to make this cat better and that was their cat first yeah, but like eventually, it it belonged to my boy's girlfriend's daughter. 
and she was just, dude, she was like, <coughs> she was like 15 at the time. So it's like, not giving she, a shit about the cat. She couldn't, she couldn't afford to take care of it. And it was just like, nah, nah, we, it was, we just, we were like, yo, you just give us a cat, bro. Yeah, man. Like how I found my dog, you know, I, I don't know. You know where Garager High School is in Charlotte? You know where Garager High School is, right? Mm-mm. No, no. Well, it's part of my side of town, East Side Charlotte, and everything. Like my dog kept run, jumping into the road and everything after I was driving. Um, I think I was. I don't know if I was driving from school. No, no, no. I wasn't driving from school. I was just in town for like Christmas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was just like you know, while I was driving, there was like somebody holding up traffic. I'm like, who the hell's holding up traffic right now? And it's like there was this dog that just kept jumping into the street and everything. And I'm just like, okay. But every time they would take him like off the street into the sidewalk, he would like run again and mm-hmm. everything it looked like he'd been kind of homeless for a while and so like you know okay fine just stick with us and everything we'll find your owners some whatever time and everything we didn't even bother we just like you know just, just stick with us and everything so i just named him clueless and everything because he just didn't have a clue he just kept <laughs> jumping into the street yeah he's a really cute dog i always get compliments like oh yeah oh, you got a cool looking pit You're like, oh yeah that's a nice pit dog He's like he's really friendly and everything. He's not even like an aggressive type dog. He's like empathetic. He's just like nice. Dude, I love pit bulls, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's like he's like part. He's mostly terrier than pit bull, but it's like you know, it's just you know, he's just still a pit bull, he's still a mutt. Which I'm glad because you know the mutts have like the longest lifespan because you know they're the main dogs. I don't like you know a bunch of cousins sleeping with either just to keep like one dog to look the same way and everything. Yeah, so. that's dude. That's when it. That's when it gets pretty bad, dude. Yeah, like, and then uh, the health problems, and then like like Rottweilers' backs be like messed up and everything. Dude, my uh, my girlfriend, she was telling me about one of her friends, and it, they had like this, like this uh, these two dogs, man, like one girl and one boy. Well, they were both from the same litter, mm. and none of them were like fixed at all. Mm. and uh dude like they did nothing about it and like these dogs would just keep inbreeding and inbreeding and inbreeding and it just got horrible bro so fucking bad like, like how bad like like the like the dogs dude you had like like okay they were they were like they're pretty like good like medium sized dogs i i can't remember like what um like what breed but it was it was fucked up like you had like dogs with like deformed legs or like mm. their like their legs just didn't work and they like dragged their legs behind them or like their backs like their spines would be like underdeveloped so mm. like like they'd have like a big head and then like their body would be like scrunched up it mm. was fucked up dude Wow. Yeah. So it actually is probably in the best interest to just breed dogs with like mixing with all sorts of dogs. As yeah, like, to just, dude, like the, the whole like pure breeding, like with pits thing, like that shit gets, it can get it, it like, wild. Like after like not, maybe two generations, maybe it's time to kind of like mix them. If not know. done right, dude, it gets bad. That's all I can say. Like the people that they're, like I've noticed there's definitely like a, there's definitely like a technique to breeding dogs. Like, you know, there's, there's definitely like the guys that do it big, like the guys and gals that do it big. There's a lot of research and like a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money that goes into studying out dogs and whatnot. So, yeah, man, that's the same thing with uh, Wagyu. You ever eaten like A5 Wagyu or like Kobe? Uh, what's the, say what's Wagyu? What's that? Uh, it's like uh, it's like, it's like meat candy, bro. It's it's oh, insane. Meat candy, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, it's it's a steak, but 
the way the cow is bred, the way the cow is taken care of, the diet the cow is given. It the makes, greens, like the whole like, no yeah, corn at all. No corn, like which uh, is wild because they're not even supposed to eat that. No, like, evolutionary fuck wise, no. straight they. So with uh, with with the wagyu and like the Kobe cows, they feed them olives. Mm. It's olive fed, and they massage these cows and like. Dude, like hundreds of thousands of dollars go into breeding these cows and making sure that like the genetic line is just pure. Like it's it's pretty wild, man. It's cool, man. Breeding that's that's like one of the main things humans innovated. That's how I know. It's like that's why I got so deep when I was young into the whole ancient alien theory and everything. But then I realized like man, a lot of the people weren't even like you know like credible. You look at, <laughs> but, the, you look at the Bible, man. Like. Okay, you can't approach the Bible literally. You cannot approach it literally. A lot of it is like analogy. A lot of it is kind uh, of based off, kind of derivative off stuff like Gilgamesh, and then based yeah, off like stuff like, like uh, bro, like, like talk about Egyptian like mythology. The, the Bible talks about like fiery angels and chariots of fire, like falling from the heavens. Dude, what the fuck could that possibly be other than a meteor? Like yeah. a fucking UFO, dude. Yeah. Like, or it's got to be something like that. Like, dude, I think, I think every a lot of the things in the Bible that um, that are spoken about, like our actual extraterrestrial experiences that we that, yeah. that humans have trying to like you know make sense out of it yeah, all. They can't fucking explain it. They're just trying to like this is this is the best way I can describe what I just saw of this yeah. fucking alien. Like, <laughs> you know what really? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty funny, but it's just like you know, it's just it's just crazy because a lot of like these these interactions or whatever from the past really really based in a whole lot of things really impact a lot of things that go on today. And like you claim a lot of this, they claim that a lot of this like happened thousands of years ago and everything. And so it's like, it's really just that constant of trying to conserve like beliefs from the past, but also trying to work with things like in today's age too. Have you heard of the, uh, like the Dead Sea Scrolls? I think I've heard something about it, but I don't really know what it's all about. If you like to explain. All right. So, it's uh, it's People only like got about ten minutes, so it's just like you want to like close no, out. I and got you. Man. You to stay too long. I know, like these episodes are getting long. I just gotta be able to like we do like thirty minutes, like an hour. I don't like overdo it. So now got we got you. five. No, do we have? No, now we got four minutes. Oh shit! I got you, bro. Yeah, Dead Sea Scrolls, pretty much. Um, they're an ancient text, like thousands, thousands of years old, man, and it was translated, and a lot of it matched up with what the Bible has today, and like some of the Old Testament and whatnot. And throughout time and throughout the world, there are like hundreds of ancient texts that have been discovered and like, you know, retranslated and a lot of them point towards the same thing. So, you know, I think like organized religion and, and like the and a lot of like manuscripts today, man, I think they are not what they were ever at one point like mm. i think they are a far cry from what they used to be because mm. humans like powerful people powerful mm. groups of people you know uh the king of england for example when he translated when he had uh when he had all of his people translate the bible king john uh, he, dude i i guarantee you he changed parts in the bible so people just to fit his narrative like yes. how like jesus like looks like freaking like 
blue eyes, my this from Middle East. Exactly, and dude. Exactly. Like, how like he looks exactly like Caesar Bonani, like from like you know, it's just like the son of like a corrupted pope and everything. How we just accept it as like the actual template for Jesus, and dude, we don't even bother to change it up or try to like. There are books missing from the Bible. Yeah, man. Like it's fucking wild. This was this was weird. It's like we don't really break down what the true nature of God is. Whether if he's like if he's like a vengeful God, is he a strict God? If he's just a loving, understanding God, it's like yay, man, just be a good person and we're chill. Is he just a big old hippie or anything? Which is more believable when you think about it. Like I don't feel like God is like the type to be just vengeful and like to hurt people or anything. He understands how fucked up this world is and really just wants us to just navigate like with love and just think about others and how it touches others and everything. You know, not be narcissistic, not be selfish, just think selflessly, selflessly selflessly and think about others like, you know, like that's you, that's your brother. Like that seems like a pretty easy way to live, regardless of how they live or whatever, as long as it's not harming nobody then you know it's all good and everything that's how i feel like god would be you know yeah well i don't know man we can never really be sure yeah Yeah, so it's better off wouldn't it be better to be on the empathetic side than on the narcissistic fucking other people's upside and everything perhaps he's energy yeah he's the energy of this world probably the energy of this world good and bad he's you know karma he's the ether you never know, dude. Could be. Or, you, you know, you could know. be just like a collection of all of our memories and collection of consciousness all together into a sky, kind of like a cloud. Well, yeah, man. Like, we are, we are creations of something bigger than us, you mm-hmm. know? So... And you never know, like, it could be just like, you know, like how an ant is compared to us. Like, we're definitely more complex than an ant per se but it's still conscious like what if like maybe something like even bigger than god like maybe it's like a like a freaking god society or whatever like and each god is like representative of each like dimension and everything my homie thinks god's an alien he thinks that uh he thinks that god is an alien and that satan is an alien that but he's not just an alien that that like lucifer uh lucifer means like the uh, the light bearer yeah yeah i know it means morning star don't it uh I, that i haven't heard of but you know what probably I'll, I'll have to look into that but pretty much um you know my buddy thinks that lucifer was actually like an entire like race like a race mm. of aliens cast down to this world and uh and like he thinks that they're like you know reptilians that have integrated themselves into society like we talked about earlier man yeah shit's shit's crazy man we can never know we never really know man and it's just a constant war and between them if it's a war or like some type of like agreement or something i don't even know maybe they're trying to prove something because, like, God in the Bible has been saying they've been trying to do bets and stuff, like, over, like, that one guy that always followed him was always, like, a follower of him. And then, like, he started, like, letting a whole lot of disaster shit happen to him because he had to deal with, like, the devil. You know, which actually kind of seems like some asshole shit when you think about it. Because, like, mm-hmm. why would you make a bet with your enemy in regards to, like, someone that's like, loves you and everything? That's all I'm saying. They keep, like, writing God as, like, kind of a bit of a dick. And I don't even know if that's his true nature. I feel like that's just, like, all propaganda written by the same reptilians for us to have hatred or like to just fall away from like you know 
on what the true nature of God is, which is just to be empathetic, just be loving and everything, just to give us a nature like, oh, no, I'm a better Christian than you or I'm more holy or your way is wrong. And so thus you should be shitted on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's just kind of contradictory to the whole love everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. So the contradictions make people not want to believe, you know, in like any sense of a good or righteousness or anything. And really just wants us all to just fall into the nature of selfishness and say that belief, wants us to believe like that's our true nature. But that's yeah. not necessarily it, you know? It's like, you know, that's why I feel like everything is like so out of balance, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, with the whole, with the law system and everything, just war, everything. I don't feel like that's how life is supposed to be. I feel like we're just live, put here to, like, live, be happy, grow old, and then pass on, you know, and then go on and go on. Just live in the lives, touch lives, and then just go on. For sure, yeah. man. And just keep that basis. But, yeah, we've pretty much been speaking for, like, an hour. This is a damn good episode. This better fucking save, too. I'll be so fucking pissed. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, so, yeah, man. that's it for another episode of the Mental Threats Podcast. I'll be sure to upload it as soon as I can. Um, I'd like to thank my friend, Stephen Niles. We go back to CBCC days. Like, he's one of the main good people I know from CBCC. He ain't a whole lot of people I can name that I know from CBCC that I even keep up with. Let alone that I even fuck with at all. I just, it kind of just, things like that really just kind of helps you, like, kind of cherish, like, the people that kind of come into your lives, because even though there might be others that might throw you under the bus, that might turn their backs on you, there's the couple that are, like, rooting for you and just want to support you. Hell yeah, way, man. man. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming up, man, and having me sit down on your podcast, dude. It was really cool just catching up with you and just shooting the shit, dude. I, I hope to see you soon, man. You be safe, dude. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I might drop in. You know, I'll be in Charlotte a little bit longer than I thought, so it's just like you might as well just, like, hit you up like every um, every now and then, you know. Who knows? I might drop in. Oh, yeah, but, dude. But sure, you see me on social media. You know, yeah. since social media, people just don't hang out anymore. Yeah. Like, I see people on yeah. social media all the time. But, you know, you know, thanks for that. Thanks for hopping on. I appreciate yeah. it. If you got any last words, you're free to do so. I'm all good, man. You're welcome anytime, though. All right. Thank you very much, right. Stephen Nas. That's it for the Mental Threats Podcast. We've been sewing in. We're sewing out. Mm-hmm.